You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! So all of this must stop, hmm? And what of your own pleasures? Hmm? This too is in the past. I will come here no longer. No! Padre, no! If you go, they'll sacrifice me. What? Are you resuming the blood sacrifice? None of your concern. You think me an old and foolish man, don't you? I am. I will stop you. <laughs> I will destroy you and your soul. I swear by my God, I will, I will destroy you and your country.
Welcome to a new episode of the Unsolicited Opinion Metal Podcast that was Spellhammer and their track Abyssal Trip from the album Abyssal Trip. This album came out last week, February 26, and it's a great one. Check it out if you haven't yet. And I'm here with Ryan from the Austin, Texas Desert Stoner Rock Band. Hi, Desert Queen. How are you doing today, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. And that song rips, by the way. Spelljammer rips. They're so good. Yes, yes. I, I, I actually discovered them last year. I'm not sure which album it was, but oh god, I remember I had I had like a stoner rock uh, radio show over here in Puerto Rico, and I remember like I had to had that song, whatever it was. I don't even remember which one it was, but so good. Yeah, and I just recently found them. I, I literally like so during you know, lockdown and all this madness that's going on. I've really, I'm a really I'm a podcast guy now. I never really was, and I am like all about podcast. For me back in the day, podcast was. TED Talks and cool right. stuff, but now I mean, freaking everyone is these great music podcasts out now, and I discovered those guys recently on I'd say maybe a few months ago now on yeah. a podcast, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm a fan for sure. And and we were just talking right before we started the interview. We we're talking about how great Swedish music is, specifically in this genre, metal yeah. in general. Yeah, every time. So like, they're a perfect example. I hear a freaking killer song. I'm like, oh man, those guys are badass. Where are they from? Oh, go figure. Sweet. <laughs> like, what a shocker. All these great, great bands are coming out of Sweden. And like I told you before the show, I was like, man, we, we need to go grab our guitar. Let's somehow find a place to stay in Sweden and write an album. Some, <laughs> yes. Something, drink the water or something. Something good's going to come out of it. Something has to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, they, there's just so many good bands out of there. And I, and I, I don't know what it is, but I need to tap into whatever they are doing because yeah. they are doing something right over there it's it's really really impressive we just need to go to one of them and tell them and ask them like hey what what's going on really like why yeah. why are you guys producing so many good music like yeah. how and, so, and some of these bands are like the most humble nice guys right? in the world like you know i've, I've talked to the guys like in lowrider and truck fighters and and uh like dozer and those guys and, and the thing is you'll tell them why is it so good they'll literally tell you i don't know like they, they, just, oh man so insightful guys thank yeah. you so much you know, i don't know it's just and i think there's so many good bands the competition is like i don't know if it's like competition they call it more of like a it's a family like I, you know as well as i do in this doom stoner metal world it's a mm -hmm. huge family Correct. and they just have a really tight-knit family and, and and what's amazing to find out is like half these bands have some of the same members you yep. know i'm like man some of these guys are just great songwriters just really good stuff it's awesome. It's awesome because I, I think it's like you said, specifically in this this subgenre of stoner, doom, uh, psych, all this stuff, you know, and, and the million other subgenres that we can divide right. it. Yes, right. Exactly. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, it's a big family. And at the same time, it's very like every single region has their specific sound. Agreed. So, you know. It, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Right now, another band that I'm really into, like even though they're not from Sweden, but uh, Dope Lord. I don't, I don't know oh, they're they're phenomenal. Their last yeah, EP is so fucking good, and their album, the last album, is amazing. It's so heavy, but such so. The songwriting is just really, really impressive. Like it really shines on the last. I mean, it's always been good. But the last EP, it shines, man. It's oh, really, yeah. really good. It's catchy, it's super catchy, which is important yeah. in this genre. Yeah. Sure. Well, if you can have something in this genre that hooks you, I mean, it's a win-win. You know, because I can't tell you how many like people I have, friends I have. And I'm like, like, don't you play music, Ryan? Like, yeah, I'm in a band, 
And of course they ask, what kind of band? I, I'm always like, I don't know, the Stoner Rock, <laughs> Desert Rock, Doom Rock. And half, half of them don't know what that is. And they immediately think, nothing but just screaming, just mm -hmm. chaos. You know, and they're, they're sometimes surprised. Oh, there's actually melody. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, there's it's it's music. There's melody to it. So yeah, right. and I think this genre, some of the bands that are really taken off of this genre, are do a great job of that. It's For not sure. just make your body feel the bass and feel how heavy it is. It's also hooks and songwriting and take you on like a journey. That's what's like the psych bands of this genre. Mm -hmm. And they just take us on all kinds of journeys, right? I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And and talking about hooks and, and catchiness, you guys have a lot of hooks, specifically yeah. in the track you already released that we're going to listen after after we're done talking, uh, The Mountain versus The Quake. Before we go ahead and start talking about the process of how you guys think about making music, can you tell us a little bit about how you guys actually formed? Uh, sure. So, The guitar player and myself are the our original members. We were in Houston. In fact, I was playing with other members. I was this man. I'd been band bands for a while, and I'd lived in the Houston area. And I was just trying to get a band going, try to find something. And and throughout that musical journey, I found Rusty, our guitar player, and he is just a beast. And I was like, okay, we immediately clicked. Like, okay, this guy. I'm like, this guy's got something special. Yeah. We and we really clicked. And then, you know, we also all have careers and a job took me out here to the Austin area. And but what's funny, what's great about it is there was no hesitation. Like it was like, uh, we are still going to make music. Nice. And so we got out to the Austin area. He's still in Houston. So there's there's some miles between us. Right. Um, but there was miles between everybody because we literally started doing all this. We started recording or really writing music uh, in January of 2020. Okay. Maybe okay. December of 2019. And we started writing music and uh a good friend of mine, there's other bass, uh, our bass player is a good friend of mine from high school. We were in a previous band together. So I've known him forever, invited him along. And then we were really lucky to have uh, a drummer, uh, Phil Hook, who has been, in, who's been in a lot of bands and he's very well renowned out here in the Austin area. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, Hey man, why don't you come help us write? And it just kind of gelled. Uh, we literally went into the studio with seven practices under our belt uh, <laughs> with 12 songs. It just kind of, And if and you, I'm sure as a musician, you've experienced this when you're in the room with the right people, it just happens. Yep. Like there's no, I've been in the room with different musicians and we'll spend months trying to write something yep. and, it, and it doesn't even like, it doesn't all click this. It clicked right away. And so we were like, man, we got to go in the studio. And then we went in the studio, tracked drums in three days and then boom, the world shut down. And so we, we found a way after, you know, we kind of just waited and waited, we continued writing. We already have another album pretty much written. We're nice. ready to go back and we haven't even released our first album's coming out later this year. So I haven't right. even released it yet. But I think that the guys that I'm in the room with now, with Rusty, Phil, and Matt, I couldn't, I couldn't be even luckier. I mean, we just, it's, it's a great group of dudes. We've been bringing another buddy of mine in who's an incredible musician and guitar player is helping us write for the second album too. Like it's just, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, man. It's been, it's, it's been awesome. And like this song you're talking about, it just kind of happened and everyone that's, one thing that people keep telling me is the, is the hook. There's a, there's a hook in it, you know, and I, I, I owe that. I think Rusty just writes some really great guitar riffs. Like he just really, we all have different backgrounds and his background shines so well in this genre. He's got like, he's kind of an eighties metalhead guy. Okay. Like just total shredding. Makes sense. You know, and he's like, all right, we can do that, but let's slow it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, Hey, that's, 
this music's like, hey, it's like that music, but we're on Quaaludes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to slow it down a little bit. But this song is actually one of our faster songs that we've written. But okay. I think his guitar playing just shines through on it. And lyrically, it just was kind of easy to write when you got a riff master like that guy. Of course. So, no, and yeah. it's a very heavy song as well. Uh, it's mm -hmm. super melodic, but it's very heavy. You can definitely have both sides of it. And it's, it's, it's really fun. Now, we actually, and we also talked about the fact that, you know, you asking yourself, are we a desert rock band? Are we a stoner band? Uh, you know, usually these kind of questions where doesn't really matter as long as it's yeah. music, good music. But going through that same line, you know, sometimes it's, it's uh, you know, it's necessary for us to be able to differentiate, differentiate right. ourselves from what we're doing. So in that same line, what would you say that are the main influences of the band? Uh, you did say that you guys come from different backgrounds, but, you know, having that perfect oh, yeah. match right there, how, how did you guys decide that, okay, we're going to do this type of music? And I think that the fact that we have so many different backgrounds is a huge benefit for, I'm not sure, which for why the writing is so, like, it's coming so easily. So I don't know, um, like, and also this album, Rusty has a whole vault of, like, just guitar riffs that we, like, kind of picked and choose, were choosing from, and then That was probably about half our album right there. And the other half just kind of happened in the room. Okay. But like, because we come from all different backgrounds, like me, I'm a big 90s guy. You know, like I, I, I grew like what my first introduction to like heavy music was like bands. Like when my brother came home from college and I was like in sixth grade and okay. he's like, I check out this band tool and, and my life was changed, you know? And then, you know, I, that opened the door to like Deftones and bands like melodic heavy bands like right. that, you know, and then it, I was actually late. I grew up in the grunge era and I was late to the grunge party. Like I wasn't listening yeah. to it yet, you know? Okay. So, and then all of a sudden these bands are like, Oh, Soundgarden. Oh my God. You know? And like all these Pearl Jam and all these different bands that we had screaming trees was a big influence. because Mark Lanning is like one of my favorite vocalists of all time. Yeah. And it just kind of opened the door. And then, so, and then I actually found Caius was probably the first, you know, stoner rock, Let's be honest, it's everybody's first stoner rock band that they heard. Right. You know, <laughs> yes. rock band. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's, but the majority. Well, yeah. So I heard Caius, and that kind of was like, and that was 1997, maybe. Okay. And he, that's, yeah. you know, don't even want to count how many years that is because <laughs> a long time ago and it shows my age. I, I, was, I, was, like, I was five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was. I was a little older. I was in high school. I was still in high school, <laughs> young high school, but we'll let you guys do the math. Yeah. I was like, that was like, even then I was like, I want to be in a band like that. Mm -hmm. It just took me 25 years to do that. Uh, Matt is our bass player is got one of the most ecleptical backgrounds of music. He's like a music encyclopedia, which is great because half the time we're writing is, Oh, that reminds me of this. And I'll have no idea sometimes he's talking about because he will, he will talk about a lot of old To like 70s you know like jam or rock or metal or just classic rock nice. and then you've got um rusty our guitar player like i say he's an 80s metalhead guy he is like you know van halen just you know is god and you know eddie van halen is god and and he he comes from that world right and he was the one also like his he has a daughter who showed him what stoner rock was okay like, okay i'd like this is kind of cool i'd like to nice. do that That works. And then our drummer comes from like, he's from Indianapolis in a hardcore metal scene, like just hardcore metal, like double bass, bah, super big, loud stuff, you know? Yeah. And so we have completely different backgrounds. backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And 
what I like is they all kind of show up in different, like, for example, you, 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 you hit the nail on the head. It doesn't really matter what anybody calls us genre wise. We don't care as long as the music is good. Right. And, uh, but you're right. It helps people identify, but like this song is probably it, it's heavy. Mountain versus the quake is, is a heavy song. It's probably a true desert stoner rock song. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have another song that'll be straight doom. And we have another you know, other songs that'll be really '90s melodic, pretty. You know, it's just we just don't care as long as it's as long as it fits. Of course, of course, it makes sense because like it happens to to my band as well, where um, we say that we play progressive stoner rock or progressive yeah. stoner metal, but yeah. you know, does that even make sense at all? So no, you know, it doesn't, and that's what's great about it. Exactly. it makes, but to me, I'm like, I want to hear, I want to hear that. You know, I right. want to hear that. Right, right. So yeah, for sure. You know, it, it's it's whatever attracts people to press play on on that stuff uh, on your exactly. stuff. So, um, yeah, I think I, I think I mean people will definitely hear the the track after we finish here. But it's a great track. I love I love the chorus. It's 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 a chorus that stay with stays with you for days. You know, and love that's that, man. Thank a you. big key on on this specific genre. Because the the I, I, and I don't mean to say this in a in a in a bad way, but there's so many bands in the same genre that kind of sound the same. You just have mm-hmm. to f- differentiate yourself. How are you going to make it sound different from the other ones? And and you can still have the same traits of, oh, of the genre, but you know what what's it going to be the specific thing that's going to make you stand out? And, right, because it, it can be, and you know this as a musician, it can be a fine line when when someone's complimenting you about what band you sound like, sometimes it's an insult, right? You just never know, but you know, you always take it like, thank you so much. It feels so good. But right. Then you go home like, <laughs> no, and I'm going to write a better song now. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't sound like that, you know, but it, it, that way. And we, we, it's cool that we get told a lot of different bands mm-hmm. and not all of them are like, we're like, I don't even see where you get that, but cool. But remember, it's yeah. all about perspective and it's not just about what band we sound like or whatever, but you have a background of bands of like that you compare to. You know, exactly. like you have your palette of bands in your brain that whenever you hear a band, you compare them to those. And so you just never know what what's going to come gonna out. happen. Right? When we get told sometimes we sound like bands, I'm like, uh, th- thank you, okay. uh, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, we definitely have those. And I always I'm like, because we've had stuff like we have people saying, saying that we sound like Bird Jam, but then we have people that, that say that we sound like Gojira and it's like, Two oh, yeah. different things. It's a completely <laughs> different like, band, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that to me is a huge compliment. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, that's a, to me, I'd walk away going, man, that's freaking cool. Like when I get, you know, because a lot of times you get people will come up and give you like this the same run of the mill bands and you're like, man, I don't think we sound like that, but I think we're more than that. You know, it's just yeah, kind of, yeah. it's kind of interesting how it works. But that being told that, that's, that's cool. That's a compliment right there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we take it as a compliment and we always like laugh about it like, you know, it's, it's fun. It's part of it. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing, like having this palette of bands that influence the whole band and make it mm-hmm. sound different right. based on, on whoever is listening. So it's and really cool. All, it's really cool. And I also like, like, for example, I'm the singer and I know that almost 99% of the time you're going to be looped into sounding like other bands based on what your singer sounds like. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's just, that's just how it is. And I can't escape the fact that I'm a nineties kid, you know, so I kind of get that nineties and Caius and those bands, they come from that realm. Right. And, and from the nineties. So and I, to me, I'm like, cool. Cause I feel like the nineties band, they had some badass vocalists. So I'm like, oh, cool, man. Sure. I'll take that all the for time. Sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely hear some, some traits. I, I'm not, and I hopefully hope this doesn't 
get me into trouble, but I'm not a big Kaios fan. I'm more of a, the Queens of the Stone Age. Oh yeah. And we'll see. That's the thing. I, I've also you evolved from that. It's funny. Did you say that too? Because I'm now a much bigger Queens of Stone Age fan than I am a Kaios fan. But when I heard Kai, you know, that's funny. I heard the first Queens of Stone Age album. Like I got it when it yeah. came out. Like I was, I was excited about it. I listened to it and I go, Hmm, it's not Kaios. Okay. I didn't like it. And then I literally put it on the shelf for maybe four, maybe six months, put it back in. And I was like, what am I doing? How did I not realize the greatness of this? You know? Yeah. So I agree. I guess it's also more melodic than, than Caius. Oh yeah. You know, it's extremely clear. The songwriting is, well, it's just brilliant. We, we, we could sit here and talk for two hours about the brilliance of Queens of the Stone Age. So we don't want to digress. Too yeah. Much <laughs> just another podcast episode. Yeah. We're definitely exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right. So, And and something very interesting that you told before um, earlier, it's that you guys just started recording the album prior to the whole pandemic thing happened. So I want to know how you guys actually made it happen. How do you guys finish the recording and how did the, the pandemic affected and impacted band? Uh, you know, because obviously people cannot play live. You cannot record music. You cannot actually see your friends and have that, you know, skate time with the band rehearsing yeah. and stuff like that. So how, how did it impact you specifically? It, it, it was really tough, man, because we were also the original studio we went to. We were super excited about going there. Uh, our drummer had recorded before and has massive drum sounds. Our drummer's a beast. We really wanted that to shine on this album. Right. And uh, we go there and we record and literally the pandemic shut him down. Like his studio is, his studio is no more. He's still an engineer. He's, oh, he's wow. trying to find somewhere like it just it just shut it down so it was really really impactful in that aspect mm -hmm. and then we had to be like all right well what do we do so we because all we had done were drums and scratch tracks and so we asked around we found and we're trying to find just an out a studio that was even open was mm -hmm. tricky uh and then we found uh red jeff henson from the band dual super good producer uh he has a studio called red nova ranch in austin reached out to him. He's like, absolutely guys. It's a small studio, but it's freaking, it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's great. Awesome. And exactly what we need. because we were really at that point, we're like, we'll take anything, you know, right. we, just, <laughs> we need to record, you know, you got, you got microphones, let's do it. Yeah. But uh, we went there and it was great because he's a really good producer, really helped us um, kind of grow as, as like he helped me vocally. He took, so he got some great vocal takes from me and it for, forced him out of me, which was great. Mm -hmm. And so then we, you know, we actually relatively finished it fairly quickly once we could get back in. Um, the album was done um, back in September uh, of 2020, uh, but obviously there's no shows or anything to play. And then it was one of those blessings in disguise. So we actually used that time to go ahead and market. Not really. We didn't actually market the album at all. We didn't because we didn't feel it was truly finished. Right it to a couple different engineers to kind of get some you know different different ears on it mm -hmm. and we sent it to i sent it to one of my heroes engineers his name's carl daniel leiden go figure he's in sweden of course and <laughs> uh yeah and does like all these great swedish bands so i sent him some stuff he really dug it and he's he just finished mixing it because he's he just done, got done recording a greenleaf album and a lowrider album and dom craft some really good bands so we were happy to just be like involved that in that of course and so now we are like so happy the music it's sounding exactly like we want finally uh but and so it's it's a process and that so actually even the recording you have that we're going to listen to mm -hmm. is not the the Fine. Leiden version okay uh, 
so it's kind of cool that the album's gonna i think it's kind of cool that you'll kind of get two different versions because they do actually sound completely different but the same song you know what i mean yeah but you know how, you know how an engineer can really they, they don't get enough put credit. it up there yeah, yeah, yeah. The song, oh yeah you the song we did all that but dude they the ones that they're the ones that bring it to life man they yep. bring it to life because yep. they can make you sound terrible or they can make you sound a lot better than you really are <laughs> yeah <laughs> for yeah. sure no i definitely know that our drummer is actually the one who records and mixes everything so yeah, it's really cool guy, to see him and I'm, i'm impressed with drummer engineers this guy Leiden, is a drummer and he like he used to drum in dozer and those bands and so like he he you can hear it's funny when you find out what the engineer does because they're, they're, they're usually a musician you can hear it in their mix yeah you know like you like uh, for example jeff henson from, from when we recorded that produced the track that you've got we're gonna listen to in a second mm-hmm. he's a guitar player the guitars sound Sounds beautiful huge. on this mm-hmm. album you know it's beautiful the other guy's a drummer and the drums just sound massive it's funny how you just that, that you know that's what they're into right so that's what they're right. listening to of course of course it's cool, it's cool to hear that And I, I personally think that whenever drums sound great, you pretty much have about 70% of the album sounding great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because how, I mean, finding a good drummer, A, is super hard to do. Yep. Because uh, all the good ones are in like 12 <laughs> bands. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yep. uh, uh, and then if, and then of course, you can find good drummers, but there's a good drummer and then there's a good drummer in a studio exactly you know that, that's that's different and it, well, i think anything really like I, i've met a lot of guitar players and you get in the studio and you know you, you just it's just it's not there the magic's not there right so uh you know, same, thing, same thing in the, the engineers and the engineering part because if, if you don't mic the drums oh, yeah. correctly or they you don't actually take the sound that goes along with the music that the band is, is yeah presenting it, you know it loses its feel because yeah. i mean our our music is about feel And about the emotional response to me, it's all about the emotional response it gives the person listening to it. Right. And if it's gonna, if it's not gonna sound and f- as good as it can, then you're gonna lose some of that emotional response. And that's that's crucial. That's why I think engineers are so underappreciated, because, and that's why the good ones are really expensive. Yeah. Because and you and, and there's a lot of people out there like ah, we can we'll just we can't pay that. We'll go somewhere else. Yep. But you're sacrificing that. Like yep. we knew this, this. This is our first album. This could be our debut album. It's our first chance to make a first impression. We were going to make sure. And, and so in some ways, I mean, the pandemic sucked. I mean, it's awful for what it's done to a lot of venues and bands and stuff. But we always try to find the silver lining. And for us, it was the fact that we sat on an album long enough to say, hey, let's let's send it somewhere else too, to see if it gets new life. So it really ended up being a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And, and you, you guys, I'm pretty sure you guys also got the opportunity to like sit down and start analyzing what we want to have better in these yeah. songs. Why can oh, we make better to, to sound it, to make it sound as, as good as we want it to sound. Right. Like it, it's already about like all we can talk about, like this album hasn't even come out yet. And all we can, all we think about constantly is the next album. That's all we think about. Awesome. You know, it's about making it the just far superior. And, and that's, that's cool. because if you're not moving forward, then you're not moving. So it's, It's that's kind of like what we're trying to do is just just because we've been listening we've been listening to the same freaking album for, for a year over a year and it's going to come out we're going to hear it a bunch again we're like god dang it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? but we'll, we'll we'll get there man we'll get there no for sure it makes sense because you know you're selling yourself as well and and you know we don't know what's going to happen this year even though things are mm-hmm. kind of weird specifically in Texas where everything's yeah, going to open 
Yesterday was a big yesterday was a big day in Texas, man. It was a big day. So yesterday there was they've announced that they're going to open venues 100 percent Right. No masks, no COVID restrictions on starting Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Now we're curious to see what that means. I mean, like we know what that we know what they're saying, but it's basically still going to be up to the venue to decide whether that is uh, safe or not. You know, well, that's what, you know, I shouldn't even say that because they're actually saying it's safe, but now it's up to the venue to decide whether they are willing to do that. Right. You know, in certain areas, there's going to be a lot of backlash and it's just, we're curious. Like we're like, I'm all oh, man. Yesterday I was excited. Like I was elated. We just played a show on sun, Saturday at a venue right. with no restrictions and it did extremely well. There's over like 500 people there. It was awesome. unbelievable. Awesome. But like, so I started thinking, oh, man, now with no restrictions, we can get, oh, man, big shows again. Like, I can start seeing the touring bands again, but it's still going to be on the venue. And I think a lot of them are going to kind of, we're all in a wait and see holding pattern like we have been for a year. Yeah. But uh, we're still now kind of waiting to see what this means. Other states are starting to do it, too. So, you know, for, for here in the States, we're hoping that's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah. For, for the music world. Yeah. Uh, but how fast that's those steps are going to be taken we, we don't we don't know yet we're just kind of sitting and waiting and also to to see if actually you know hopefully the virus doesn't get worse by these kind of right. regulations we're taking off you know so right uh, numbers, I, have, numbers have been really encouraging you know like as far as like the amount of cases and whatnot and things okay. and i think people are feeling a lot safer about going out and and so i i mean like i for example like like i said we played a show on saturday that did extremely well there was we had five bands on the bill. There was a it was at 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 the their limited capacity. They were at capacity, and uh, nice. it was that to me is like all right, people are over it, man. They're ready to go see some music. They're ready to chance it. If that means going to a concert, even if you don't have to wear a mask, maybe they're still going to wear one. I don't care. Yeah. People are like they're just they, they want to go see some music, and I, I think we're. I mean we we've been that way for a long time, but people I think are starting to really. Like, all right, we're over it. Let's do it. And so right. I think that, I think this is good. Obviously it's good. We'll just see, like you said, we'll all be kind of watching to see uh, what venues do. And then of course, do do COVID cases go up or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, we, we just kind of have to, kind of have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully people will be able to, you know, adapt a little bit of both. Like I want to see live music. I, I want to go to the show, but at the same time, take my precautions and, in the sense that we can keep doing this to the point where we don't have to keep wearing masks or right. like at all hear about the whole COVID thing, even though it's going to stay forever or whatever. Yeah. Those are different. That's a, that's a different topic. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, uh, have you been able to play a show during any of this yet? No, not at all. Um, over here in Puerto Rico, we only have like one venue and it's like a super underground punk venue that's doing shows. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But at the at, at some point it doesn't it's not really worth it because you know a lot of technicalities in the middle. Yeah, but yeah. No, I, I I get it. But I know for a fact that one of the uh, there's another venue that does like a lot of cover and tribute band shows that they have been working ever since summer last year and with limited right. capacity and stuff like that and they've been actually uh, having live shows. But you know, there's a point where the music that we play here. It, it's worth having everyone like all tied together and oh, just I, I, screaming I, their I, guts out and stuff like well, that. Well, the, the music we play, it, 
and we heck we opened the show talking about what a big family you know yeah. this is and we talk about how when you go to a show you're seeing your family members yeah. and there's no the whole idea of even social distancing goes out you know you're like oh what's up man you know and there's just a lot of loving and going on and then the music makes you move and you like you get up on the stage because we we have we've been lucky to play shows because the venue's out here but let me tell you playing a show with people seated is still not the no. same it's not the same i mean it's better than not playing for sure but it is but there's even a fine line like we we could have booked several more shows and we're like no like I, I like this but i don't like it enough to do it all the time you know i need i need i need we we feed off the people man of course feed off the people and and we and we need them there so so uh that's it sucks man you haven't gotten a chance to play a show in so long man so yeah we i, my, I feel we, for you brother i feel for you we did like a live streaming thing where we played yeah. like for and, uh, and how and how did that feel not at all because we were playing oh, like God. for the camera people like the, the crew that was recording the whole thing we were playing for them and, yeah, and play. you know even though they're fans and they, they were they're a good friend of ours but it's not the same thing you know it's 50 50 you get the energy from the people you bring your energy energy yeah. you bring your music and with that you feed the people that comes to see you and then they release this energy that keeps it's like a ongoing process i know man it, it that's what it's what builds what makes the song build it makes the show build and we did a live stream too and that was awkward yeah felt like a, a middle, word, felt like a middle school dance man like <laughs> like you know where i'm too scared to go across and ask the girl like to dance you know yeah, like yeah. like but the division for us was the camera and the wall behind it like there was no we couldn't even go to the other side and ask the girl to dance you know we couldn't even get over it was just it was it was awkward. It was how very you, very awkward. How do you encourage people to move from like being miles away from you? Like, hey, I hope you guys like. For example, there's some bands that do have that banter inside of their sets, where they go yeah. ahead and they like before a breakdown, before any specific part, they go they go like circle pin, headbang, yeah, do the horns. How can you do that through a live stream? It's not it's not. It's and, and you you can't. You can't at all. There's just no way. Like I, I'm one of the biggest things I love to do as a singer is jump down in the crowd. That's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. And uh, there's no crowd. <laughs> so, and what am I? And like, even if I did that on Saturday, I'd have to jump down. Like, do people sit at a ta sit at a table? Right. Like, you know, right. and then I get on the table, and then I'm not. What am I? I'm not going to be a table dancer, man. Come on. Right. So uh, now I'm going to be. It's a whole other realm we don't want to get into there. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 different, and then it's we're inching towards normalcy and that's all we can that's all we can ask for right now man. for sure yeah we need to have those live shows back i need i need to have live music aside from the stuff that i'm playing with my bands i need to like feed yeah. another oh, band breaking my yeah. head and like just oh god so good but yeah hopefully yeah, exactly. we'll be able to do that sooner rather than later all yeah. right so ryan i wanted to ask you have you been listening to anything this year that you think Oh shit! This is really fucking good. Uh, this year so far, or like during this whole freaking past year? I mean, yeah, to, up to, to the point, to this point, whatever you want to bring, because I know you mentioned Lowrider. Oh man, well. the Lowrider album, the their last album, Refractions, is just the greatest thing to hit music in a long, in my opinion, obviously, right. to hit music in a long time, and the fact that they had they waste, waited like 20 years to make an album just wow. like and i was a fan of their first album it came out like in 2000 it was great uh and then they waited 20 years to, and it wasn't like they waited 
you know, life happened. Yeah, life right? happened, right? Life right. happened, and then they finally got around to, to making the record, and it's just unbelievably good. Like it's just so good. And I've been listening to like, there's a lot of. I'm a huge Mark Lanigan fan. Okay. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier when I said Screaming Trees too, but like, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Mark Lanigan fan, and he is constantly coming up with coming out with music. And he just did a song. Uh, he did a song not too long ago with with Domcraft, which blew my mind. They're like another go figure Swedish, like doom band. And then his vocals on it was like totally mind boggling to me. Um, but you know, I've really actually been trying to listen to a lot of like the local bands that we have around here, right? Because uh, there's some really good stuff. I, I I feel like as shitty as 2020 was um, with not being able to see shows 2021 there is just going i i truly hope there's going to just be this outpouring of really good music Uh, really really good music that'll come out um Austin has a very strong scene for sure yeah there's a lot of really good bands in austin man really good bands and that's kind of one thing we noticed too when we moved to this area uh kind of relocated here from houston uh there's a lot of really good bands and a lot of different bands there, yep. but yet, and we like how, you know, there's, because there's so many freaking sub genres of this genre, Yeah, <laughs> you can play with 15 different bands in other sub genres and it mm-hmm. all fits. And so we, we take full advantage of that. We do a lot of playing with like, you know, with, I like playing with punk bands. I like playing with rock bands. I like playing with metal bands, doom bands, you know, first of all, personally, the best shows in my opinion are the ones that have five bands that aren't all in the same genre. Correct. You know, like, cause there's, 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 you need that. Uh, you need that variety. You need the variety, right? You need that. For sure. Uh, I'm a, also my favorite band probably in the world, the Melvins. Okay. They released an album recently uh, mm-hmm. working with God. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a huge, uh, I'm just, I've always been a Melvin's fan, always, always, and they just continue to reinvent themselves like every single time. Yet it's still Buzz and Dale, right? Yeah. And it's still, it's still the Melvins. So it's so so really good. But I think I've been wearing that album out the most recently because it's new. Along with Lowrider, there might not be any more. Like my vinyl might be like worn thin. I've I've worn this last. <laughs> you know? uh, there may not be much left for the needle to even pick up. Um, a, I'll say another band I really dug out recently is Cyclona. You checked out Cyclona? Cyclona? Yeah. Yep. Really, really, I guess where they're from. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I'm, not not even, I'm not even meaning to do this. It's every band <laughs> I say is from freaking there. At least the Melvins are from California. They're from the right. state. We're not so, talking about High Desert Queen today. We're talking about Swedish music. Yeah, this has become a new Swedish rock band, Swedish stoner rock band <laughs> podcast today, right? But yeah, those those guys those guys are really really fucking incredible. So I really dig uh, Cyclone a lot. I think they're just it's a really solid album because it came out last year. Yeah. Um, but it's really really good. A lot of our we got a lot of bands, a lot of friends of ours that are uh, releasing some albums. Uh, band here from Texas, uh, Thunder Horse. If you haven't oh, checked yeah. them out, if you yeah. haven't checked them, do they're they're great. Uh, Holy Death Trio. Yeah. Good buddies of ours. They're good. They're good Austin buddies of ours. They're they're solid. They're such a fun light. Uh, freaking live music again yeah. they're such a fun live band they jam like crazy so they're they're really really good and so awesome. there's a lot of good local bands man so I'm, I'm, we're lucky out here to do that listen to those bands awesome awesome yeah like you said austin has a very strong scene uh, a lot of my favorite bands are for them like one of my favorite bands it's the well and actually oh, yeah. that was the last show we yeah that was kind of the last show we played here with them opening oh, for them man. Right here. 
love, love, love the well so and good, good people and yep. good, good music. Uh, so there's been this show that I, I put together that work. It's called Lone Star Unleashed. Right. And yeah. uh, it's not really a, a plug because we don't know if it's going to happen. Right. But <laughs> Lone Star Unleashed is like I put all these Texas bands together. This was like when we first went into lockdown. <clears throat> no one knew if it was going to be a month or two months. We had no idea. So we put the show together. And all these bands were like, yes, man, let's do it. And what's awesome is none of these bands have asked for any money guaranteed. They're like, it's just, let's just make this killer show. And I've got bands like The Well and The Duel, Duel and uh, uh, trying to think some other signed, like Thunder Horses on that show. I got uh, um, a band called Bridge Farmers. It's great. Uh, okay. on it, a local band, but I'm trying to think of like some of the science and I've gotten mixed it up. I got a band called the Beaumonts. If you haven't checked them out, okay, you're going to laugh. They're a country folk band, but they have songs like, if you don't love the Lord, you're fucking fucked. And like songs like that, you know, like they, they're, 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 they're hilarious, dude. Like they're hilarious. Nice. But you know, I got a lot of it's 20 bands. I have booked in this thing. Right. Uh, and now we're, I've moved it four times. We've got it moved to June. And now I'm like, come on, let's do it. Because the well, the well is headlining, and I'm like, come on, that, that would just, I need to, I need to see some good music, and that would be a great way to do it. And for sure. And then they've been on this. I'm pretty sure they've been writing some stuff. They have actually uploaded stuff that they've been on the studio and working on that stuff. So that that could be the show that where they show a little bit of new tunes. I'm pretty exactly. sure everyone's gonna show new I think tunes. <laughs> all 20 bands on that <laughs> bill are gonna show something new. You know what I mean? So it, yeah, it yeah. would be great. For It'd sure. Be great. Awesome. Well, I hope that happens. If it does, uh, I have family in Texas, so you might see me there. All right, man. And you know you got a place to crash up here if you need it. That's that's part of it's part of being Texan is our doors are always open. Come on in and, and you, you got always got a place to crash, man. Always. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> All right. So um now we're almost at the end. Now I want to we want to let people know what's happening next with Hype Desert Queen. What what's on your plans? You already said that you already have material for a second album. What's what's going on with you guys? So we're going to be releasing the first album, our debut album this year. Uh, we will have some exciting news that we'll probably be announcing in the next month or so uh, that we're really, really blessed and excited about we're, that we're going to be announcing. So that's going to be big for us. So it's going to be, it's actually, as like, like I said, kind of saying earlier, as, as crappy as 2020 was, 2021 looks to be a very, very good year for us. It, not just because we're playing shows, because we've got some good things happening for us. Um, we're looking to play some killer shows like that one I talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, we've got, we're probably going to go into the studio. We're just getting back together. We've been, we've dealt with all kinds of crap here in Texas. We've had snowstorms and all yeah. kinds of crazy shit here. So we haven't even been together in practice. In fact, the show we did Saturday, we played acoustic just because we were like, I don't know what, I don't, let's just, just wing it. And we just, we just literally just improv it and, it and it was in it being great awesome. so now we're like we're going to probably record an acoustic album at some point yeah <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll record another album we think we could probably get in you know the studio uh april may um for the next one um so but we we just you know we're, we're like we're looking at we've also talked about being going like to a destination and like out in the desert i mean we're called high desert queen right right of course you go out in the desert and record an album <laughs> Yeah. And it, 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 so far off the grid that if another pandemic happens because we're recording an album, we won't know about it. <laughs> we just, we'll, just, we'll finish the record before, before we know about it, you know. But uh, and then, of course, uh, with the album coming out, um, 
later this year, you know, obviously it takes a while to get those out and, and promotions right and being pressed to vinyl and all the super exciting stuff. Uh, it looks to be a really aw awesome year. I'm looking forward to growing our musical family, you yeah. know, that the bands we get to play with elsewhere, you know, mm -hmm. just around here and bands that uh, when we announce what we are, the big announcement that we're, because obviously it's obviously we've signed a record deal with who we can uh, actually work with those other bands, which I'm, it's hard not to say, because I'm so <laughs> excited of what we're about to, what we're about to be involved in is, is super, super cool. Yeah, I, I know about this and trust me, yeah. it's pretty fucking exciting. So I'm, yeah. I'm really happy for you guys. I, I It's, Thanks, it's been Thank an you. honor to listen how you guys have been going through this process and, and, and I, understand I, i i get it and i understand the the excitement so really happy Absolutely. for you guys and everyone should definitely just follow high desert queen on all social so obviously you don't miss on these news now where in the social networking platforms can people find you guys they can find us on uh instagram of course just at high desert queen at On Facebook, Hydra's a Queen, we've got a fan group page too that I really love. Hydra's uh, a Queen. Now, if you're on Facebook and you type in Hydra's a Queen uh, fan page, it's awesome because I feel like that's where we all the members get to kind of like, we really get to talk to people individually. And I love that. There's something because we can't, I can't see anybody at a show right now. So it's super, it's, it's one of the more personal ways to do it. So I'm loving that. And then, uh, of course, we're on Bandcamp. We've got a lot of merch and stuff on Bandcamp that, We it's been wild. It's been Bandcamp Friday coming up. And it's yeah, it's actually, cool. well, this this episode is gonna air on Bandcamp Friday. So yeah. make sure that you go to the episode notes and press the yeah. link on Bandcamp and grab some merch from Hide Desert Queen. And I can promise you on Bandcamp Friday, we'll be marking some stuff, merch down way down. We we take a lot of money off on some of that stuff too, just because it's it's why not? You know, why not? So I mean it's and it's been great. We got to send stuff all over the world last time, which was a reflection of this of our single you're about to play coming out I'm like holy shit how are people how do people know who we are and i'm mailing stuff to like europe and australia and and in latin america oh, it's, it, that's the coolest thing ever for sure and now i wasn't very smart i was only charging like five dollars shipping on that stuff but uh you know what though i don't give a shit no. i was like just get it there i don't care yeah. if i lost money on the shirt i was just so excited to do it you know I so understand. I'm not, changing, I'm not changing shipping costs. It's going to stay the same. <laughs> You're in Europe, freaking buy the shirt. I, I don't care that I'm going to lose money on it. I just want, I'm excited that you want to have it, you know? Of so, of course. Yeah. And I understand. And it, it has happened to me. It actually happened to me at, this, at the beginning where we started sending orders to Europe, Europe as well. And like, I go to the post office and like, okay, um, should not be charging eight <laughs> bucks for shipping yeah. on Europe. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I get it. I get this, this awesome feeling that knowing that people yeah. from super far away know. Yeah, absolutely. Like it. Yeah, exactly. That's what's that's the coolest thing. That's the coolest thing, for sure. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you so much for accepting the invitation. It's definitely been fun. Uh, hopefully, once you guys release the record and announce the big news and all the stuff, we can have you guys back and yeah, talk man, a little bit we, more about it. I think we definitely we definitely want to do this again. And I think we get I'll get the other guys in the room too. This will be fun, man. I definitely I've really enjoyed this. We should definitely do it again. Awesome for sure. And. Most importantly, let's obviously when this whole thing passes, it'll be awesome to have High Desert Queen over here in Puerto Rico and share the state with you guys. So 100%, man, that is a must, an awesome. absolute must. And I can't, I want to tell you, man, thank you for all you do for the music too, man. We really appreciate it. 
of course. Thank you. Thank you. No, uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, I love this shit. So Heck we'll keep yeah. on it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much uh, again, Ryan, for, for being here. And uh, this is High Desert Queen with The Mountain versus The Quake.
that was High Desert Queen with the track The Mountain versus The Quake. Stay tuned and make sure you follow their social media platforms so you can stay on top of everything they will be announcing in the upcoming months. Now, since today is Bank and Friday, here is a band that I would like to recommend to you guys and you should go and buy their stuff. This is Holly Monitor from Greece with the track The Sky is Falling Down.
That was the track The Sky is Falling Down by the Greek band Holly Monitor out of their album Southern Lights, which came out on February 26th. More Bank and Friday recommendations. Now we're going to France with Appaloosa and their track Conquest.
And that was Appaloosa with the track Conquest from the album The Holy of Holies, which came out last February 5th. So make sure to get it along with the other Bank and Friday recommendations from today. Now we're reaching the end of the episode, but not before thanking you for listening. Remember that you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Next week, we'll have a very interesting conversation within some of my closest bass player friends. Uh, we're going to get down and nerdy with all the bass talk so make sure you tune in for that don't forget to check the show episode so you can access and buy merch from all the bands that are in this episode my final bank and friday recommendation is from a band from the uk this is five the hero fans jazz sex and darkness that is what this band is about this track is from their album through r8 void which came out on February 26th. This is five The Hero Fant with the track The Hero Fant 2. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.
The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! 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 The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.